Hello everyone. Thank you for joining me today. We didn't have our live stream yesterday, but today we are resuming with our daily live streams, usually Monday through Thursday at 7.30, or excuse me, at 7 central time. And what we're gonna be talking about today is some negativity, how to overcome that, what it means when we feel those triggers and what to do about it. For those of you that are just joining in on the discussion, my name is Yashika and I am an executive coach and trainer and a consultant. Hey, Robert. And I work with women um, primarily, usually in um, healthcare leadership, just because that's what I know through my professional background, but also with men and women all over the world to teach them how to really step into their power place by tapping into not only all that intellectual scientific stuff that we learn, but also learn how to bring an element of spirituality into the mix because when you marry the two together that's how you show up in your full power using your intellect and your intuition um, together we have been doing for what you guys we've been doing this book for what six weeks now <laughs> the power of now we've been doing a book study um, the power of now is a guide to spiritual enlightenment by Eckhart Tolle or Tolle I still haven't figured out how to say his name right we are at the tail end of this book and for those of you that are joining me live this is the green version we are on page 190 we're going to go ahead and get started we should finish this discussion for the rest of the week and we can move on to another book study if you all would like um, again, tonight we're going to be learning specifically, first of all, how to transmute negative energy when people are trying to trigger us in our relationships and what we can do about that. Um, if you all have any suggestions on the next book that you all want me to cover, go ahead. And if you're joining live, type them in the comment box. If you are listening on the podcast, then you can go ahead and email me at any time if you want to give any suggestions on what you want to study next. Okay, so for those of you that are not familiar with this book, I'm going to, um, Robert said, great topic. Yeah, negativity and triggers, especially now. They said that like violence is up, um, homicides are up 30%. There's a lot of violence. There's a lot of irritation and agitation going on. And that's probably to be expected, right, with all the stuff going on. So let's see what we have today. Also, for those of you that have not read this book, what you're going to find is that there's two voices in this book there's a voice that will sometimes ask Eckhart questions and then Eckhart will respond to the questions so the first question that we have for today couldn't a negative emotion also contain an important message for example I often feel depressed it may be a signal that there is something wrong with my life and it may force me to look at my life situation and make some changes. So I need to listen to what that negative emotion is telling me and not just dismiss it as negative. That's what the person says. And so this is what you need to know about these negative uh, emotions. He says, yes, recurring negative emotions do sometimes contain a message as do illnesses, but any changes that you make whether they have to do with your work, your relationships, or your surroundings, are ultimately only cosmetic unless they arise out of a change in your level of consciousness. This is important to understand because oftentimes, because we are taught to only experience life through the five senses and then through that intellectual side that I mentioned earlier, we miss this whole piece of information that comes through 
um, our intuitive side and our perception. And so when we are trying to fix things that are wrong, when we don't feel good, when we feel negative, we will oftentimes try to shift our work which, you know, sometimes you do have to change things, but we usually often start with changing our work, changing our relationships and changing our surroundings. When in fact, remember you are a, what you're experiencing is a, a mirror for your internal state in some way, shape or form. So the first thing that you have to do when you start to feel this negativity is start to look within. And that's why he's saying that if you want to change all of these different things, they're going to be cosmetic, meaning you're only getting to the surface of the matter. Um, your inner psychology is the thing that's really going to be what is going to make significant and long lasting changes in your life. And if you've ever been frustrated with trying to change a work situation a relationship, a circumstance, a situation, and you find that you keep butting your head up against the wall, or maybe you find that things do change for a little while, but then you end up going right back to where you were. And sometimes when you go back to where you were, it, it, it ends up being worse. It's because you're not understanding the simple fact that, you know, we're not always taught. If you want to change the reflection that you look at in the mirror, right? You put your makeup on, you get up in the morning, you look in a mirror. If you want to change what you see in the mirror, then you don't change the mirror, right? You start to do your hair, put on your makeup, brush your teeth, do all the things that are going to make the reflection that you see look different. So that is how your world relates to you. That is how you shape the world. That is how you change the world. That is how you change relationships and circumstances. You don't change them by trying to change the mirror that is showing you the internal psychology or part of the internal psychology that you have going on on a subconscious level. Therefore you are experiencing these triggers. You have to go deep inside, look subconsciously, and you have to learn how to change the internal psychology. And like he's saying, if you're not willing to do that, then you aren't rising your level of awareness or your level of consciousness. And so the changes that you try and, and try and enact will either be superficial or you'd have to do it with force. There's a way that you can show up in your power. And when you show up in your power, circumstances and people in your life, they change to meet you where you are, especially if your internal psychology is very good. Um, however, if you don't understand that, what you are going to find is that you have to constantly try to make things happen with your own intellect, with your own willpower, with your own strength. And so you end up forcing a whole bunch of stuff to change and happen in your life. And if you remember anything about um, physics in high school, then you know that when you try to force stuff, you're going to get this equal reaction, um, usually by form of resistance, which makes that type of way of trying to change things a lot more frustrating and a lot more energetically exhausting. So he says also, as far as that is concerned, it can only mean one thing becoming more present or as we all have been talking about the way that I describe it is you need to drop into your power place. When you have reached a certain degree of presence, you don't need negativity anymore to tell you what is needed in your life situation. But as long as negativity is there, use it. Use it as a signal that reminds you to be more present. We talked about this last week where whenever there's a, a feeling in you that comes up and it doesn't feel right, that is your clue not to go try to figure out 
what's going on outside of you. That's the clue that the first thing you should always ask yourself is, am I present? Am I being present? And if you're not, you need to drop into being present before you even try to address any situation or circumstance, because you're going to be much more effective when you are approaching it from being in a state of presence. So negativity that you're experiencing can be a trigger for you to drop into this power place. But what he's saying is that if you start to live a life that is more conscious and more self-aware, then you're not going to have these negative things cropping up into your life that tell you that a change needs to occur or something is off. Because if you are living life in your power place, then you automatically are living life from a state of presence and you will understand as the observer what's going on in your life and you won't need these outside clues and triggers to tell you. You'll be um, more responsive, more ahead of the game, more proactive rather than the way that most of you were taught to respond to life. Most of us were taught to respond to life, which is to be more reactive to the people and the circumstances that are happening in our lives. When you are living life from this five sensory standpoint and you are using your intellect and your own will and you don't understand perception, you don't understand spirituality, you don't understand how to um, leverage a power much higher than your own and leverage your own intuition, you actually are late to the game in enacting any changes that you want to occur in your life. So the question now is then how do we stop negativity from arising and how do we get rid of it once it's there? And he said, as I said, you don't stop it from arising, excuse me, you stop it from arising by being fully present. So if you are fully present, number one, we this will take us back to like the beginning. I think what he's saying there is if you are fully present, negativity won't arise because you also won't be judging the things that you are experiencing when you are present, you're not judging because judging brings you back into your mind. What you are doing when you are experiencing something from your power place is you are learning to just observe it, observe it almost like you are watching a movie. So that's a little bit of a more neutral space, which, um, means that you're not saying that something is good or bad, negative or positive. There are as yet few people on the planet who can sustain a state of continuous presence, which is true, right? We all drop out of our power place. Some of us never live in our power place. Some of us may get glimpses of it, but um, for all of us to just constantly be our highest and best self all the time, that is a constant struggle. So your, your commitment to yourselves should be just to approach life from your power place as much as you possibly can by trying to be as awake in your life as you possibly can. Um, let's see what he says. So although some people do get close to it, but he believes that there will be many more. Um, and I'm not, I don't know, like I once thought that the things that, held us captive like um, politics and TV and pop culture and religion and all of those type of things and the things that divide us with our egos and our job titles and all that. I, I, at first I thought that we were getting better with it, but then I, I still see 
that even when we think that we're becoming more conscious until we start to disidentify with the fact that our mind and our feelings are not real and we can transcend that state and tap into that spirituality within us and then tap into that spiritual energy that is available to us. I don't know if we're getting closer, but he believes that we are. So we're going to disagree on that one. He said, whenever you notice that some form of negativity has arisen within you, look on it not as a failure, but as a helpful signal that is telling you to wake up, get out of your mind and be present. And if any of you are my private clients, because I know that you watch these, you watch the replay. Um, this is why I tell you guys, I teach you guys that practice of learning how to wake up at various points throughout your day. Because again, it's very easy to get sucked into a life where we are living on autopilot and forgetting to be in our power place. And so that wake up activity that we um, learn very early in our private coaching, this is why I teach you that. He said, there's a novel called The Island um, written by an author named Alduis. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Well, anyway, it was written in his later years when he became very interested in spiritual teaching. And it tells the story of a man shipwrecked on a remote island cut off from the rest of the world. This island contains a unique civilization. The unusual thing about it is that its inhabitants, unlike those of the rest of the world, are actually sane. The first thing that the man notices are colorful parrots perched in the trees and they seem to be cloaking the word, croaking the words attention, here and now, attention, here and now. And we later learn that the islanders are taught, have been taught that these words are a reminder for them to continuously stay present. So just like I teach my private clients for you guys that find that you struggle with identifying with getting sucked into either your mind, your past, your future, and, and not really being present in your power, or maybe you find that you get sucked out into the external world a lot, then you may need to come up with some cues and practices for yourself that will help you to learn how to pay attention and be in the here and now, because again, that's the only moment that is real. So he says, whenever you feel negativity arising within you, whether caused by an external factor, a thought, or even nothing in particular that you are aware of, look on it as a voice saying, attention, here and now, wake up. Even the slightest irritation is significant and needs to be acknowledged and looked at. Otherwise, there will be a cumulative buildup of unobserved reactions, right? So if you don't learn, let's say you find that you get pulled away, like he's saying, you get pulled away from your power place. The least that you can do, the very least that you can do is if something feels off is then come back to present, snap, pay attention, wake up. Because otherwise you just start to continuously have these irritations and these things that just don't feel right, build up and build up and build up. And for a lot of us, we find ourselves in these circumstances and situations where they actually explode, but it's not because they weren't there in the first place. It's because we chose not to pay attention to them and to continue to just check the boxes and live life on autopilot. 
He said, as I said before, you may have been able to just drop it once you realize that you don't want to have this energy field inside of you and that it serves no purpose. But then if you say that you're going to drop something, then you have to drop it completely. And if you can't drop it, then you just have to accept that it's there and take your intention to the feeling as he pointed out earlier. As an alternative to dropping a negative reaction, you can make it disappear by imagining yourself becoming transparent to the external cause of the reaction. This is going to be a little bit harder for those of you that may be in significantly irritating or negative situations. However, you can start to practice it. And he even says you can practice it with little trivial things as at first. So he's going to tell you practically how to do this. So if you have trouble with this, listen up. Here's a tip. He says, let's say that you are sitting quietly at home and suddenly there is this penetrating sound of a car alarm coming from across the street. For me is a lawnmower. Um, so you get this irritation that arises up. What is the purpose of the irritation? None whatsoever. He says, why did you create the irritation? You, you, your power plays, your being, your intellect and your intuition melded together to make you your highest and best self did not create that irritation. What created that irritation? Your mind created the irritation and it was automatic and it was totally unconscious, right? Every time that lawnmower goes off at 7.30 on Monday, I get irritated, like super irritated, even though I know that gentleman is doing nothing wrong. And why am I irritated? It's not because he's doing anything irritating and it's not because I created some irritation. It's because my mind did by creating a judgment that I was going to be irritated by a noise. That is a mental activity and it's automatic and it's unconscious. I don't even think about it. In fact, I have to, when I feel irritated with this man, I have to pause and I have to go back into paying attention here and now and uh, waking up so that I can understand that I'm the one with the issue that I need to figure out, not the man over there with the lawnmower or like he says, the car alarm that went off. And he said, so why did, why did our mind create it? Why does our mind do this to us? Ooh. And he says, because it holds the unconscious belief that it's resistance, which you experience as negativity or unhappiness in some form will somehow dissolve the undesirable condition. And this is of course a delusion. The resistance that it creates, the irritation or the anger in this case is far more disturbing than the original cause that is attempting to, that it is attempting to dissolve, right? So then, and you all have been here. I, I'm here, like I said, this is my struggle every Monday. So then I get irritated and then I want to go out and then I want to yell at him and I want to pop off because he's you know, invading my peace because my mind has judged whatever he's doing as an irritation and thinking that my irritation is going to make the situation better when in fact it doesn't because it's not impacting him because I've checked myself and I know it's not him. He's not doing anything wrong. It's impacting me. It's impacting my morning. It's impacting how I start my day, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it ends up being worse for me to be irritated about this thing that I've judged as irritating than it is him over there just doing his own business the actual thing that caused my irritation caused like that all this can be transformed into spiritual practice feel yourself becoming transparent as it were without the solidity of the material body now allow the noise 
or whatever is causing you a negative reaction to pass right through you. It is no longer hitting a solid wall inside of you. And as I said, you practice it with little things at first, the car alarm, the dog barking, the children screaming, the the traffic jam. Instead of having a wall of resistance inside of you that gets constantly and painfully hit by things that you have judged that should not be happening, learn to let these things pass through you. So if we go with the example that I'm using about my Monday morning cycle of irritation, then this is another thing that I noticed too. When I start to get irritated by this um, neutral trigger, it gets louder, right? It, It gets more irritating and it makes me more mad and it messes up my morning. Again, it's all me causing this chain reaction. However, once I, I, for me, I have to actually come to attention here and now, wake up. Once I do that and, you know, talk to myself about how asinine it is that I'm judging this situation and letting it impact me so negatively, then it's much more easily is able to just roll off me. Or like he said, just let it pass through you. For me, I just act like it's rolling off of me and it's not that loud anymore. I'm not triggered anymore. I collect myself and I move on about my day. Somebody says something to you that is rude or designed to hurt. Instead of going into an unconscious reaction and negativity such as attack, or maybe you get defensive or withdrawal, just let it pass right through you. Or you could do it the way that I do and you can let it roll off of you when this negativity is coming at you instead of respond or reacting to it. Cause you're not responding at that point. You're reacting to it. Offer no resistance. It is as if there is nobody there to hurt or get hurt anymore. That is forgiveness. That is the way you become invulnerable. You can still tell people that their behavior is unacceptable if that is what you choose to do, but that person no longer has the power to control your inner state. So think about this, you guys. So that means that you have the power around what it is that you want to receive and how you're going to receive it. And the man with the loud lawnmower, the, the children screaming, the irritations, the people that are coming for you or triggering you with negativity and rudeness, you don't have to offer resistance or counter resistance. Like I was talking about in physics, you can stop a reaction right? So if we think about physics, even though something starts a chain of reaction, there's a way that you can stop a reaction and you stop a reaction by not giving it more energy. And when you don't give it more energy, it no longer has power. And when it no longer has more power, you don't hurt anymore because it doesn't have power over you. You get to decide if it does or not. So you offer no resistance, like he said, and that is true forgiveness. So that means that once you truly get in a space where people are going to be who they are going to be, circumstances, situations are going to be what they are. That man is going to crank up his lawnmower Monday at 7.30 until it snows or whatever. I cannot control that, but what I can control is the way that I allow it to change my inner state. And when you get to a place where you're, able to not let these things trigger your inner state, you are then in your power. And this is important until you learn to live life in your power, you are not going to experience the 
limitless potential successes that you want to experience in life. You are going to constantly run up against resistance in these small little areas in life, such as the man with the lawnmower or bigger areas in your life, such as the career issues or the circumstances where you don't have the financial situations that you want, or more specifically, the loving relationships that you want to have, not just intimate relationships, relationships with friends, relationships with family members, coworkers, all of the things are not going to be the way that they could be until you learn to live in your power, not in someone else's, nor are you run by your own mind. Whether it's a car alarm, a rude person, a flood, an earthquake, or the loss of all your possessions, the resistance mechanism is the same. All right, we got room for one more thing tonight. If you guys have questions and comments about negativity, about how to let it roll off of you, uh, if you need more clarification about the exercise that he just taught us, let me know. Start typing that in the comment box because I know there's a little bit of a delay. And I'm gonna go ahead and do one more section. Yeah, we have time for one more section and then I'll pause to answer your questions or concerns. All right, so the person talking to Eckhart says, I have been practicing meditation. I have been to workshops. I have read many books on spirituality. I try, I'm putting quotes for those of you listening to the podcast replay. I try to be in a state of non-resistance, but if you ask me whether I found the true and lasting inner peace, my honest answer would have to be no. Why haven't I found it and what else can I do? And I bet some of you that are listening to this, and especially if you've been with this with us from the beginning, um, you probably are asking yourself the same question. You've tried all of the things. Um, you've been to all the workshops. You, you've tried to move forward on your own and you find that you are not making any progress. You still don't experience that peace, the tranquility, the ease, the dropping your stress levels like I talk about is possible because I live it and I teach people how to live it. So here we go. <laughs> The reason why you still don't have that peace, that abundance, that money, that relationship, that whatever it is for you that you want, even that, that feeling within yourself, that relationship with yourself where you are living from your power place, the reason why you don't have it is because you are still seeking it outside and you cannot get it out in seeking mode. Maybe the next workshop will have the answer. Maybe that new technique to you. I would say, do not look for peace. Don't look for any other state than the one you are in right now. Otherwise you will set up inner conflict and unconscious resistance. Forgive yourself for not being at peace. The moment you completely accept your non-peace, your non-peace becomes transmuted into peace. Anything you accept fully will get you there, will take you into peace, and this is the miracle of surrender. You may have heard the phrase, turn the other cheek, which a great teacher of enlightenment used 2,000 years ago. He was attempting to convey symbolically the secret of non-resistance and non-reaction. In this statement, as in all his others, he was concerned only with your inner reality, not with the outer conduct of your life. And then he says, do you know the story of Banzan? Before he became a great Zen master, he spent many years in the pursuit 
of enlightenment, but it eluded, but it eluded him. Then one day as he was walking in the marketplace, he overheard a conversation between a butcher and his customer. Give me the best piece of meat you have. The customer said, and the butcher replied, every piece of meat I have is the best. There is no piece of meat here. That is not the best. Upon hearing this, Banzan became enlightened. I can see that you're waiting for some explanation. When you accept what is every piece of meat, every moment is the best, and that is enlightenment. So how this relates to how we approach our life and how we are trying to grasp, sometimes grasp for straws for something that we want in our life to have a better outer world, to create the dreams that it is that we want. For us to get to that place, uh, what I see a lot is that um, people, again, get frustrated because they want to use a tarot card or astrology or Sunday school or church or, you know, whatever that next big hit is for you, a motivational video in order for you to be able to find that pill, find that answer that's going to give you what it is that you want or that's going to solve your, your issues, that's going to give you the feeling that you want to feel you you can't find it outside of you and i hope that that's your biggest takeaway um, from today so what i would have you say is again if you are struggling you're trying to find it from outside of yourself even watching this you know you're getting the information i'm teaching you but when you go and assimilate this information into your own life you still find that you get stuck in this five sensory experience of your life and you're unable to tap into your true full person, your intellect and your intuition and meld those to actually be more powerful, be more present and start to shape the life that it is that you want, then you probably need help with the application of the things that I'm talking about. And so if you'd like to work with me privately, you can contact me um, to become a private client. So I'm going to look at comments really quickly and Prima Kima Kima said, in order to accept that which you don't truly accept, is it enough to say that you accept it whenever the negative thoughts come up? So this is interesting and it depends, right? Because some people will say that they accept, which is forgiveness. That's what he was talking about earlier, which is true forgiveness. If you're a type of person that can say, I accept this negativity and then you truly can accept it, that means that you don't um, get in any reactive mode about the negativity. You just accept it and you start to become powerful enough to bring yourself back to neutral. Then yes, it is enough to say that you accept it. However, for most of us, it's hard to do that, right? It's hard to say that you accept something when your mind is still ruling the show and creating these judgments around what it is that you're experiencing, even by saying, you know, negative or a positive thought. Um, and so when we create these judgments in our thought process around what we're experiencing and we don't wake up, become attentive and then drop into our power place, we oftentimes do get irritated. We do withdraw affection. Um, we do, um, pop back off, get reactive, get defensive, get violent. And so you can't say that you accept something but still have a reaction toward it so that's the key if you if you're the type of person that says that you accept something so i feel like if it's 
too hard for you where you are now to learn how to be an observer and instead you make a judgment about something and you judge it as negative and you feel some sort of way and you get reactionary about it even if it's the littlest bit of irritation or a littlest bit of judgment and then it starts to make you feel some way because remember your thoughts control your feelings your feelings control the way that you act and behave in the world which controls the outcomes that you experience then the way that i would do that that i that i thought was helpful for me is just that whenever i feel something that feels off that could be negative that could be sad that could be irritation that could be tired what i do is i just wake up and then i start to do some self-reflection about myself and why I feel that way. And I find that when I start to explore myself more, usually a root cause comes up that diffuses the situation, right? So like um, uh, Prima Kima, when I was talking about the guy with the lawnmower, when he irritates me, it's triggering me. If I was just to say, um, oh, I just accept him lawnmowering, it, it wouldn't be enough because it seems to get louder and more irritating. And then I allow that to mess up my day. So instead, the way I approach that is I have to say, well, why are you getting irritated? Nobody's doing anything wrong. He's not doing nothing to you. You know, I have to explore that. And as I start to explore that, I start to get out of my judgment, my ego, my mental judgment about him doing something that is irritating to me. And it starts to diffuse the situation that way. So you may find more luck with self-inquiry than you will with just trying to pretend like something is not negative or irritating to you when in fact where you are in this moment in your journey things can be negative and irritating all right so thank you for that that's a really good question um so thank you for that question i'm looking over on youtube and linkedin and facebook i don't see any other questions remember if you want help to learn how to do this and work with me personally i still have a couple slots for private clients also if you want to get text reminders for when i go live and if you want to get um, a totally free class access to a totally free class then you can text the word mastery to 833-231-4407 um, otherwise, I will talk to you later. We will be here from today um, till Thursday at 7 Central Standard Time. I don't anticipate anything coming up. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye.